0: It's 9.30 in 716.
2: One video, two very different interpretations. He
0: starts crawling away from the officer, stands up, to, starts running away from the officer, and the officer puts two rounds in his back.
3: As a police officer, you do not have to wait until you are shot at. Or even have a gun pointed at you before you defend yourself.
4: Trust me, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to work today because I'm gonna take a human life. It just doesn't happen.
2: I'm Tim Wenger on nine thirty and seven one six. What happened in the early morning overnight hours last Wednesday? I was there shortly after police had responded to a call on Plymouth Avenue at the site of the old school seventy seven. Police say they were dealing with a suspect with a handgun, and when that suspect, Rafael Pito Rivera, refused to put down the weapon, an officer fatally shot Rivera. Since that time, video evidence has surfaced from the offices of Push Buffalo, which is located inside the old School 77. The police have the video, and so too does the attorney for the victim's family.
0: Shortly after the shooting... The, uh, uh, one of the police officers, you could see him shining his cameras, and he saw that there were cameras on the building but didn't know if they were working or not.
2: Steve Cohen is representing the family of Pito Rivera.
0: Deputy Commissioner Romalia made a statement concerning what happened, not knowing that, uh, that we had video, and came out with a narrative that this officer had to shoot to save his own life, that there was a gun being pointed at him, and none of that is shown by the video. In fact, quite the contrary. So once the uh, video uh, was released to us, uh, the the organization called PUSH that rents that building uh, had had to retain counsel because the police threatened them that they had to turn over the hard drive and all copies of the video to the police. They retained counsel, and counsel said, no, you don't, this is your security footage. You can give copies to whoever uh, subpoenas it, you know, you will, you'll, you'll be required to. But you own the video. And uh, the police obtained a grand jury warrant within hours of the shooting, which is bizarre, almost unprecedented in, uh, in my lifetime, uh, that said, you know, you are to give us the hard drive and, um, uh, and copies of the video. Well, they did that, but they also had retained copies for themselves, and, uh, and we obtained a copy.
5: Okay, so now you've seen this video, I'm sure more than once. Take us through. What do you see happening at this time when the officers are are after Rivera?
0: Yeah, and uh, I've seen it, and the families authorized me to show it to, you know, anybody we deem appropriate, but uh, but not to have it played. You know, it would be uh, unseemly; it would be in horribly poor taste to to broadcast. Uh, a homicide, a, lie, a real live homicide, not, not a dramatization on, uh, on television. So no one has the video that we know of from other than, than we and the police. So many people have seen it. Uh, what it shows very, very clearly is a man running from Plymouth Avenue into the school parking lot, the former school, 77 parking lot, he trips and stumbles, falls to the ground. We don't know if he's been hit by uh, uh, by a bullet yet. He is followed by a police officer. When um, Pito gets up, he he starts crawling away from the officer, stands up to starts running away from the officer, and the officer puts two rounds in his back. You see the muzzle flashes. You can see Pito fall down dead. The police claim that there was a firearm in uh, Mr. Rivera's hand. Well, that's not uh, clearly visible from the video. We freeze framed it, and we've tried blowing it up. We don't see it. They claim that if we had better uh, uh, tech like they have, we would see the firearm. At no no time do you see anyone having uh, uh, tagged or bagged any evidence like uh, like a firearm. The video that we have goes for 35 minutes following Mr. Uh, Rivera's death. And uh, at no time during that time do we see any evidence put into an evidence bag, like a firearm. Uh, There may be uh, an object on the ground. We can can speculate what things are. Is it a cell phone? Is it a firearm? Is it anything? I don't know. But uh, the police are trying to establish that he had a firearm. But one thing is crystal clear. At no time did Mr. Rivera... during the the course of the video, ever level that firearm at another human being if there was indeed a firearm. So the the officer shot at Mr. Rivera when the officer was in no imminent danger of death.
5: Steve, did Rivera own a gun and was it legally registered?
0: I, I don't have that information. The family is not aware of it.
1: You've described this video, you say you don't want to release it to the public because of the nature of what is inside, but what do you expect to happen with this, uh, I guess you could call it newfound evidence going forward? Uh, what are your next
0: steps? Well, uh, I'm turning over a copy to um, uh, to the Justice Department, to an FBI agent who I trust is going to follow the evidence where it takes, takes them and is going to go into this impartially. Nobody likes to go after a police officer. Nobody likes to accuse a police officer of of murder, uh, and especially other law enforcement officers. But there are some officers that uh, take the position that, uh, you know, the the evidence is what it is and we'll do what's necessary. So we are giving a copy. I have the family's permission to do that uh, to the FBI. The Erie County District Attorney, John Flynn, has a copy. I know that he's looking into it. And, uh, you know, the Buffalo police has already made statements, even before they knew we had the video, that it was a righteous shoot. It was good. They didn't say it was under investigation. They're putting their wagons in a circle.
2: Cohen, as you've heard, not releasing the video, but allowing interested parties to view it. But should it be released to the public?
3: The legal difficulty is right now the original video is in the hands of the DA through a grand jury subpoena, which... Uh, keeps that evidence, um, at least at this point, uh, confidential.
2: Tom Burton is the attorney for the Buffalo Police Officer.
3: I have not seen the video, but it's my understanding what was shown to some of the media was a um, a screenshot of the original video. And from what I understand, uh, it's pretty clear when it was enhanced by the authorities that a silvery object uh, flew out of Mr. Rivera's hands. Uh, or his hand when he was uh, shot. The,
5: the the attorney for the family, Tom, says that there's never a point in the video where Rivera, the suspect or the victim, is pointing a firearm at anyone, but you know otherwise.
3: Well, it's very important to understand this. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the officer involved was chasing uh, Mr. Rivera, who um, clearly was identified with a handgun in his hand. Uh, an eyewitness at the scene that the officer didn't even know was there, saw the uh, handgun, thought there was going to be a gunfight between the two of them. And under New York law, you do as a police officer, you do not have to wait until you are shot at or even have a gun pointed at you before you defend yourself. And before this officer fired um, multiple times, um, he told Mr. Rivera to drop the weapon, which uh, he did not do.
1: What happens to the officer involved in this in the meantime? While these facts are uh, coming out and uh, you have an attorney saying one thing, what happens to that officer involved? Is he allowed to go about his job or not?
3: Well, at this point, the officer involved is on administrative leave. It's part of a protocol that's been in place for some time with Buffalo PD. It's not an adverse finding. It's just that the the officer on administrative paid leave while um, uh, different authorities look this case over and in this matter it's the Erie County District Attorney because a gun was recovered and that stopped jurisdiction or eliminated jurisdiction from the Attorney General's office.
5: All right so this is in the district attorney's hands now. Do you expect that this would be quickly resolved?
3: Uh, Well it'll you know this the case has had some attention Um, I I think uh, District Attorney Flynn is pretty good with looking at these things. He's not afraid to make a a decision. You know, In the past, there's been occasions where I've had officers involved in one of these things that have languished, um, in some instances, almost three years. Uh, In this instance, I'm sure the DA will put this on the front burner. He's going to gather the uh, evidence from various sources, and it'll be up to the DA whether he wants to put it in front of a grand jury. Uh, by the way, if he does, my officer wave immunity in a, in a heartbeat and testify as to what happened.
1: Yeah, all of this uh, kind of coming from one surveillance video that was taken. In an instance like this, would it be helpful for all police officers to be wearing a body cam so we'd have more than just one angle to look at things and have, you know, in uh, potentially different sides kind of uh, point out to you things that they think are in the video rather than having different angles and you could say that's absolutely there?
3: I guess the answer to this, it may have helped, it may not have. Uh, In some instances, body cams are helpful, but not always, but in this instance, uh, not only has the weapon been recovered, literally within feet of where the encounter took place, but in addition to the video that I understand shows the weapon coming out of Mr. Rivera's hand, there's an eyewitness that saw it uh, and, and on top of the other officers who were there. Uh, at least in this instance, from what I've seen, the proof doesn't get much better that this fellow had a, a handgun and refused to drop it when the Officer responded to that man with a gun call up on uh, the corner of Massachusetts and Plymouth.
5: Tom, let me ask you about officers' attitudes about video, whether it's surveillance video or body cam or dash cam video. The perception is that officers don't like it. Is that true?
3: I'm not sure. I've never done a poll on it. I usually get in the act um, after one of these deadly force encounters take place my understanding that they had a pilot program and that's evolving right now with Buffalo. Uh, I don't think they're a bad thing as long as they're done fairly. And, um, you know, some of the matters that, uh, from an evidentiary standpoint, that have to stay confidential, stay confidential. All in all, I think it's a wave of the future, and uh, it's going to be pretty hard with the technology that's available to ignore the fact that these things are, are are obviously a way for
1: the future you touched on it right there uh, would you are you expecting in the very near future for all buffalo police officers to be wearing these on a permanent basis
3: um i don't expect it i wouldn't be surprised by it, it would be the fair way to go
2: video is a great tool but it's not the end all according to a longtime veteran of the buffalo police
4: when you Uh, talk about video. The video is only going to show you certain portions of what transpired. It's not going to show you the full story.
2: Miguel Rivera from Rivera Investigations, a law enforcement contributor for us here at WBEN.
4: I think that at this point, it is still too early to come out with any decisions. Uh, You know, just as well as I do, when you start looking online and you see different videos of of, of different things, uh, you're not getting that full story. You're only getting a piece. Uh, you're, not, you're not finding out what alluded to the incident or what transpired right after. Uh, you know, was there audio? Was there something else? You know, is there something in the video that you can't see? So understand tensions are high. Tensions are high on both sides. Uh, uh, you know, you got, you got a life that was lost. Uh, you know, uh, some decisions were made. Uh, a deadly physical force was used. Um, on both sides it's 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 traumatic. Um, and it's unfortunate of, of course. What what does bother me though is that you have you know, you have prominent attorneys coming forward, you have political associations coming forward making statements. And again, this is this is just way too early. Uh, you know, instead of lending a hand to the community and, 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 and opening the doors or, or you know, bringing in some counselors or something like that, don't get on T V and start making statements that they have no idea about. It's just it makes it really bad.
1: Yeah, for those reasons you mentioned, is it perhaps better that these videos, uh, whether it be this case or some of the others we've seen uh, around the country, kind of wait for a courtroom setting to be released for the public to see?
4: Absolutely. I mean, I, I understand it's traumatic. Uh, and and when you start showing bits and pieces, you know, uh, uh, tempers can go awry, uh, uh, false information can be put out there. You got people acting on, on things that, that they're making decisions on and they're not getting the full... Uh, information or or, or the full video. So I I think it's too early. I think the video uh, uh, needs to go in front of the the investigators, the DA's office, let them make the decision. You know, trust me, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to work today because I'm going to take a human life. It just doesn't happen. You know, and if you think that's what's going on, there's something wrong with you. you know.
5: Miguel, let me just ask you about officers attitudes toward surveillance video, even body cam videos.
4: Well, you know, body cam has come a long way, uh, uh, but we actually use it as a training tool as well. Um, uh, there's been times where you can, you can go over traffic stops. You know, you can go over different calls and, and see how the calls uh, either uh, de-escalated or escalated and how the officer was able to deal with it. Um, and, and, and the videos have come a long way. Some officers feel like, you know, this is just really bad. I, I can't I can't do certain things. I can't help. Uh, and go that extra mile for somebody because then you say, well, you're not doing it for everybody. You know what's going on with you, and so on and so forth. So there's pros and cons to it. I kind of like them. I, I think it, uh, it it gives that sense of insurance to the department. It does it uh, to the public, uh, and, and the officers need to understand it. it, it is uh, a very, very good training tool. Um,
5: you know, where you can
4: go over things that have transpired and hopefully they don't happen again.
2: For the time being, the officer is off duty. The attorneys and investigators are working through the details and, well, time will tell.
1: That's 9.30 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the
2: studios of WBEN Buffalo. Tune in is the audio platform
0: with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports
1: the clock at four donchich the step back three you music you set
2: my world on fire. Yeah,
1: and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on tune in go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening